Welcome to the F-Stop Sear podcast, hosted by The Portrait Paradigm. If you're a photographer who is striving to build a high-end portrait business that is not only financially rewarding, but satisfies your creative heart, then join five nationally recognized photographers with over 180 years of combined experience building and maintaining successful specialty portrait businesses. This is where we will have real conversations about all the elements to create your own upscale business. From marketing, finances, mindset, photographic style, client experience, and so much more. So together, let's cut through the noise and make this your one stop for your complete portrait photography solution. Let's build your new portrait paradigm right now. Welcome to The Upstops here. I'm Rod Evans, and we're excited to share this episode with you on small changes in our business that have made a big impact. And I'm going to just go ahead and get it started with some really simple ideas that I can remember over my career that have just made a significant impact. And I wish I would have implemented a lot sooner. <laughs> so I'll just get by, start by sharing some of those things. One of the, I, I remember this first thing that I did was really scary, was obviously changing my pricing structure. Um, I was very nervous about changing my prices to where they weren't with the rest of the market and they didn't even look the same. So the number of finishes we offered were only two. Um, then we got to a large size, we only had one finish and I just limited everything. And we also implemented um, between sizes on our large sizes. So once they got up to 16 by 20, we had what we called in-between sizes that allowed them to step up without going in great jumps from one size to the next. So we had 16 by 20, 18 by 22, 20 by 24s, and then 22 by 28s like that. So there's in-between increments. So you could move people up and down just a little bit, but not having them move up and down such giant steps. And it really made a difference on our wall portrait sales. And um, was it, was it, we didn't have, you know, big jumps up and down. So that really helped us a lot. So uh, that's one thing for us. And I got a lot yeah. more. Who else wants to kick something you know, in? <laughs> well, I'll just mention something in that same vein of, of I just thought of it while you're talking, um, but it might help some folks when it comes to pricing and pricing schedules and wall portraits is one of the things we realized years ago was that um, the majority of the people, and I don't think it's their responsibility, they don't quite understand sizes in the context of those. And fortunately today we have things like pro select and we can show things in the home and that's really changed a dynamic. But I still think, you know, people, you'll hear things like, I want a really big 10 by 13 or something. You know I mean? It, some odd something they they got back when they were a child in their head or something. And, and, and then you end up having to correct the client. And who wants to do that? You don't ever want to correct them. So you find creative ways to do that. So, uh, you know, and to get them on track. And one of the things that we did on pricing, and, and Rado, since you brought it up, it, it just, this really helped us for a number of years. Um was we began to reference the sizes of our wall porches by where they hang. And so we would, uh, on our pricing schedule, we would have a sofa size and we'd have a mantle size. And, you know, we have a four-year size, a grouping size. And uh, and then in, in small print and parentheses, we might say, you know, 30 inch or, or a 40 inch or whatever it might be. It really helped us because, you know, when you ask a client, 
if you're if you're using a pricing list, where would you hang a sofa size? I think that's pretty obvious, right? You'd hang it over the sofa. And it really, it took, I think one of the lessons that we learned from this, and it really was a small thing with a big reward, was that it put it in a way where the client felt confident. They didn't feel silly, like, uh, I'm not sure what to say, you know, and you're asking them to be an expert and they're not an expert. So we're providing a solution. And I know this is a little different than what you shared. I love what you shared, but it, it's still dealing with sizes. I think we we struggle with what do you say to a client? How do you how do you um, help them to know what is the right size? Now, fortunately, when you can add context today, that does help. You'll show that sofa their sofa size over their sofa. That's amazing. But also, I think the language uh, just get away from inches sometimes and and use references that they can understand that are a little more creative. And, and I think that's, that was helpful for us. We do that too. We, um, we just call things by the long side and we don't even say inches. We just say, Oh, right. that's a 30. That's a 36. That's a 40. And um, right. just almost to, and I think you're right when you're saying about where they're hanging, it makes so much more sense. I'm not quite ready for that change yet, but um, but I think clients just want something to call it. Like they really aren't thinking about, oh, 30 is 30 inches. They're just like, okay, that's, they're not doing the math in my experience. But the other, um, I, I would like to get to that point, Tim, is what I'm trying to say <laughs> unsuccessfully, I think. Um, but the other thing that we've done in under this umbrella of keeping things simple is I was really happy when we eliminated all the choices. So, you know, canvas was one price or a photographic paper with right. a mat and glass was another product. And when we just started saying, no, we're just doing this thing. Like if you want a family portrait, it's going to be printed on canvas, period. This is the price. And, or if you want a black label portrait, it's printed on fine art paper, period. This is the price. And just taking so many of these small decisions or what we think are small, but they think are big, off the table. And so we've done the same thing with our albums. We have one price for our albums and that's a 12 by 12. And if somebody says, well, it's a little bit too big for me. Could we go a little smaller? Could we do a 10 by 10? What does that look like? And it's so easy to just say, yeah, sure. We can do a 10 by 10. It's the same price, you know, but we can do whatever size you want and being able to phrase it in a way that we're here to provide for you the best product for your needs. And we're making that decision based on your needs, not on the price. Absolutely. I think that's Absolutely. very smart. And I think I think when we get started, we we have complicated pricing. And as we get in it longer, uh, yeah. I think it's it, the, yeah. the way you mature and grow is taking away decisions. And you mentioned something like, you know, these are kind of simple decisions for us, but you're right. For a client, they're not simple. And you're asking them to make a decision they're not really qualified for. And it's not just about what the what the piece is going to be or what the product is. It's also about which one's right for your art. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what I want my art to be on. And just like you were talking about, some things are on fine art papers or substrates, other things on canvases. I want to make that decision because right. ultimately for my art to be at its potential, it needs to be delivered and created a certain way. Mm -hmm. So we reference that on our on our price list as our as our signature offerings. And we don't, you know, we just don't even reference it. We just the size and then, you know, we'll go whatever direction we need to go based on what it is. 
So I think, you know, that people know the word like signature or statement pieces, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think those do vary sometimes based on your, I want my black and white on something different than I want my color studies. Mm -hmm. And so it's a signature piece either way. And I think that's great. I think the, the more mature you get in business, the more you eliminate things you're doing. Uh, you know, we think that when we get smart, we start adding the right things. But the reality is, I think as we get smart, we start eliminating the stupid things. <laughs> and, 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 and I am like the most guilty of like the most stupid things ever. It's like, I don't even want to go back and talk about those. Sometimes we, we bring them up and it's like, oh God, please don't remind me. But you know, that was kind of the journey. But it's funny as you look yeah. back, what got us here was elimination of things, learning what's ideal and then saying, I really don't want my art to be on something else. And neither do my clients, but they don't know that, but I do. And so I'm going to provide for them the uh, the greatest potential I can for the art that I create. Yeah. Speaking you know, of yeah. simplicity, simplifying that, I think being simple and simplifying everything is the hardest thing we do because there's too much available, especially when digital came in, then that opened a whole new can of worms. And we, we took our price list and basically kind of every year we took things off of it and, or we combined things together like uh, eight by 10 and smaller were tabletop images. We didn't have a price for an eight by 10, a price for an eight by eight, a price for a five by seven, price for a four by five. It was a tabletop images image. And for us, I mean, the cost difference wasn't anything. And that's not what you're selling. You're not selling square inches. You're selling that. You're you're selling selling your art represented small. We also mushed our session fees together. And we were like, we do a studio session or a location session. Whereas before we had a bridal, a group, a headshot, a single, a couple, <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? And then, you know, on top of the finishes, on top of the different sizes, we also combined sizes together uh, that were similar so that uh, it was just an easier explanation. We, when we teach sales, we talk about like left brain, right brain. And when you get into all the details, what you're doing is you're, you're eliminating right brain from being the for in the forefront and you're bringing left brain in well left brain is logical analytical what's the bottom line what's the number how many dollars and that's not what you want you want the right brain you know you want that art the art the language the oh that's just beautiful you want the crying the tears the emotion because the emotion is what sells and so the more you can take detail away, I mean, I used to, I used to have photographers send me their price list and I would just send them back mm-hmm. because I'm like, I, I don't even understand it. I mean, it would be a book. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a restaurant where they hand you a book for the menu? And yeah. then yeah. you wonder, are they really <laughs> experts at, you know, British food and Indian food and Chinese food. And I, I mean, how can they do all of that? They can't, they, you know, we're the experts. So we kind of need to focus. And like you say, it's been years. I mean, we're talking about ye- a yeah. span of many years. It's easy to say in a matter of minutes, it's but, easy, we, but, but we've done all this over years and experienced right. the problem. And you tremble a little bit mistake. like, well, you know, like Rob said, you trip like, oh, you know, I don't know. And then should I? And what if? And the what ifs get you in trouble because they take you to a dead end and then you're stuck, yeah. you know. And we even took we took decisions away like the album comes in one color done. 
Right. right. It's not size. black and white and brown. Or if you want pink, how about baby blue? Blah, 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 blah. Can I have a monogram? No. It's this. Because also what that was, well, we don't really say no like that, but but it it helps us um on the product uh, what's the word productivity, like stocking and productivity and not make mistakes and that kind of thing. And to simplify, then we can reproduce again and again the right thing and not be like well, it just puts your art in the right things too, because you're making those decisions for them. You know what it's gonna look best or how yeah. it's gonna look best. And you know. And it feels like whenever you break those rules, what, you know, when you're, you can't be a master of everything. So what happens Mm -hmm. is like, right. um, Like offering things like jewelry and a purse, you know, we go to these trade shows and we see all these things that are out there, but they're not in our regular workflow and they're very hard to implement and learn and then add to your workflow. And then we don't really charge that much for it because it's just an add-on item. And we're spending all this time and learning and education on something small like that. So, and and I I, I totally agree. I about the sizes thing too is that, you know, we I I'm glad you mentioned that because I I I don't actually have a price list, of course, but um, but I it got me to think outside the box of what just think outside of the box of what the lab can offer that you can do all different kinds of custom sizes. And um, I was kind of like young and new and like, oh, I could actually do a weird size. That's awesome. <laughs> Versus, you know, the I love my 14 that you have to sell every time or something silly like that. So um, but yeah, we've made a lot of the same mistakes, too. We had we just thought the more you offer, the more you're going to sell. And that's exactly the opposite of what happens. You're eating up your good sales by having all these other things on display and, and distracting your client. And they're going, oh, what about that over there? That little tiny thing over there. You have a shelf of things that you're offering to people of small things. It's only going to distract them from getting what they truly should have and will enjoy, which is their wall portrait in our businesses. So, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I think you just don't, when you're younger, especially or new to this business, I don't think you have enough confidence in, in what you're providing your client. So, right. and and maybe part of that too is, you know, years ago with these color labs have all these products and we think we need to let our clients have access to this, you know, and, it, you know, we all know it's wrong. We've talked about it, but, you know, it's interesting. I mean, just a couple of months ago, I sold, uh, we sold my car uh, to get a truck. So started researching, you know, I went on the Ford site. It is, there are so many options you know, and there's so many levels, you know, I, I think it has 10 engine levels, you know, there's six main body style or, you know, it was so confusing. And I had read some reviews, I got a little bit of knowledge about it. And I give up, you know, yeah. we, had to, we had to drive out to the dealership and go, okay, we don't we need this. What what do you have? But it, it gives you, yeah. yeah, it but it gives you paralysis. You know, yeah. when, you're, when you're trying to go through all these different decisions. So, you know, uh, yesterday we were doing a little sales class at, at the time we we're recording this. And one of the things that kind of follows that is uh, uh, we told them, we said, you know, um, you need to, you know, um, how did we put it? You need to um, provide um, conclusions, not details. 
And so I think that's a great way to do it is to mm-hmm. provide a conclusion. You know, we, we start every sale at the end. Here's what you need. Here's what size it is. Same thing with the finishes we're talking about. All this is uh, we just provide a conclusion and we only go backwards into the detail if they take us there, if right. there's a need to for some reason. So I think we what we do is we over explain everything. And we, uh, well, we had a slide the other day that was like, um, I thought it was a cute, a cute kind of uh, idea. It said, uh, you, you know, it told him it's like walking into a, a Mercedes dealership saying, I, I want to, I'm considering buying a new Mercedes. And they said, well, that's great. Let me run back and grab a mechanic. And, uh, and, and that's the way we do photography, right? We, it'd be like having a Mercedes dealership and grabbing the mechanic for everybody that comes to look at the vehicle that you would never do that because that's not the features you want to sell. And that's not the experience you want those people to know, but yet we spend so much time. So I think we have to, when we talk about product sizes and details is we just provide the solution and we let the details ride, knowing that we've provided the right details for those folks. And if they want to say, ask you a question, answer it. But I think we just we just kind of uh, uh, bring all this stuff out without it coming up, and then it, it it just kicks everybody into the wrong mode, and they don't understand or buy the purpose of what your art is. Yeah, it's called decision. You, know, <laughs> you know, and that's that's so interesting because you know uh, the last car I got, last Mercedes. You know, we went in, and the Mercedes dealership is right across the parking lot from the Audi dealership. So we thought, you know what, let's go look at the Q7 or whatever it is. And we got in, sat in, and this young salesperson comes into the car with us. And she just verbally vomited on us and gave us like 30 features in three minutes, you know. And it was just this boom, you know, which you're not you're not really intaking anything, you know, to start with. You know, this is a good car and Mercedes is a good car, you know. And she's trying to convince us on features also and not letting us feel it, enjoy it. Let's get in, enjoy the ride. You go into the Mercedes dealership, you know, they're introducing themselves and goes, here's the key, take it around the block. Well, I think you need to know your audience too, because when we were, when we were purchasing, when we were car shopping, we went into the Audi dealership, like you said, and they thought they were the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. And I always say, know your audience because they got a, we got a little huffy with each other, the way they were handling the transaction. And, um, and he said, well, ma'am, I mean, it's like Tiffany's, you know, we're a very high end store. And so you can trust what we say. And I came back and I said, I don't want to shop at Tiffany. I want to shop at Cartier know your audience, right? Like Tiffany is a great, great brand, but if your audience is the Cartier brand or whatever, then don't try and sell the attributes of Tiffany's. So I think you need to know your audience, know your brand. And, um, and of course, never talk down to anybody. Let's, we could start with that, I guess. But, you know, one thing that we always are talking about on this podcast is simplifying our offerings, getting really good at fewer things, not trying to be a jack of all trades to everybody, really honing down our style, rising above the masses. And I think all of that has to translate over to not just our photography style, but the way we we run our businesses, like you're talking about the pricing, but then also our messaging, 
because it needs to be like, everybody needs to imagine that they have a retail space, even if you don't have a studio. And it needs to be like, when somebody walks in, they should know within the first five seconds, what it is that you sell. What are you in the business of offering here? Are you offering wall portraits? Or are you offering digital files? Are you offering album? Like if it's confusing, if they can't answer that after the first few seconds, your messaging is wrong. And so that's true of a physical space, but that's also true of our virtual space and our social footprint. You know, if they go to our Instagram, they go to our website, can they tell immediately what it is we're in the business of selling? And if they can't, then we've got to clean up our messaging. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you go into a Burlington Coat Factory, right, it is that massive space is usually chock full of as many clothing, you know, pieces of clothing, and it's confusing, right? Yes. Hey, I'm trying to find double <laughs> X or three X, and where is that? You know, you just can't find it. But, you know, if you go into a Fendi or, a, um, you know, some high-end brand, it is not chock full of merchandise. You know, right. the... Uh, having space is a touch of elegance, you know, and uh, of a high-end brand also. So, you know, I think part of that, they're trying to lessen the confusion also. Absolutely. You know, yeah, so. I, and I think we can get caught up in the fact that sometimes we're so excited about, you know, sh like Monica was talking about, you know, your virtual space, your physical space, if you have it, show what you do and what you want to sell and send that message to everyone. And sometimes I know when we're early in our careers, we're so excited. I just took a photograph of grandma with five kids under the age of two hmm. and three dogs. I got to show it to everybody because it's so amazing that I was able to do, you know, 12 babies and a grandma or something, you know, and so we're going to make it that big and put it on our wall, but that's not what we really want to do every day necessarily or something. Or any day. <laughs> never, but, never. But we're like, oh, I did this. Can you believe it? You know, I, I did it. I photographed like a a crazy group we, like that of 12 That's why we never show the portrait we did of the cats because we don't want more cats. We did a great no job. Cats. It was a beautiful portrait, but we're not ever going to, that's never going to see the light of day. Yeah. That needs to be a one out, man. That's <laughs> we share that yeah. with people that don't have cats. <laughs> Perfect. But that's, that's what it is. Kind of like herding cats is our business all the time. We always talk about yeah. it. So anyway, so this has been a great conversation. Again, we are so excited that you've joined us and staying focused on, on just being, you know, staying with who you are, true to who you are and really finding who you, who that is. So hopefully this has been helpful for all of you. And thank you for joining us here on the F-Stops here. We're your Portrait Paradigm team, and we're really here to help you build a portrait business of your dreams. So check out our website, theportraitparadigm.com. We've got free resources and podcast transcripts there. So leave us your comments and questions. We really appreciate it. We're also on Instagram at The Portrait Paradigm. And join us next week where we'll be sharing more insights on how to build a portrait business of your dreams. Until next time, be ever open to shifting your portrait paradigm.